0: out of the ashes you will rise if you feel sad lost depressed finances are in the gutter social life you're lonely out of the
1: ashes you will rise here in my garage invest in yourself always be curious don't be a cynic
0: sleeping on a couch in a mobile home with only 47 dollars in my bank account
1: when everything's burnt to the ground, when you're sad, lost, and depressed, and everything's at rock bottom, you get to rebuild the exact and precise way you want the damn thing rebuilt. Health, wealth, love, happiness, each of these four goals. In case you missed the last episode, make sure you go back and check it out. Here's what went down.
0: I mind my own business. If I see two guys at our club fighting over a girl, I ain't getting in the middle. It's none of my business.
1: coming up today.
0: I'm like, you not only are stupid, but you're actually the anti-solution. Fire festival guy just got arrested, not for the festival not going well, because they say FBI alleges that he doctored the financial documents. I'm gonna tell you this for business. Don't mess with money, very dangerous. I don't, that's why I don't raise that much money from investors because they find one little thing. Now, obviously, if he doctored the statements, that was very overt, but you gotta be very careful with money. Always underestimate your claims. I was talking about like, in my social media marketing program, I say that I've spent $10 million on social media learning. That's way underestimated. Because John DeWar, my business partner said, always imagine when it comes to money, you're standing in front of a judge 24/7, and you gotta be able to justify your stuff. So when you underestimate, like if you're raising money from investors and your business is making 100 grand a year, don't say 100 grand, say 90 grand, underestimate. When you raise money from investors, have them sign a piece of paper that a lawyer draws up for you that says, you probably will lose all your money because then in the chance that you don't do well, uh, they can't say they didn't know. Because what most people do when they raise investment money is they go and they go, oh dude, I got the best billion dollar idea. You wanna to invest They to get people hyped up? Naive people write you a check, then you don't make, even if you make them a profit, they're like, you said you were gonna make a billion dollar company, you only made a million. And you're like, well, I made you 10 times your return. They're like, yeah, but you promised me a thousand times. And then you go to court. So by underestimating, and that's what Warren Buffett says. He said the best business partner, the best investor, he said the best wife or husband is one with low expectations. So set people's expectations low when it comes to money and business, and then supersede them. And then they're always happy. You tell people, oh man, my business, it's only making like, you know, maybe 80, 90,000 a year. I think I could maybe get it to 150,000 if you'd invest. You know, I might lose all your money, but there's a small chance it'll do well. If they still put money in then, and you got it in writing, you might even want to videotape them signing it. So they can't say, oh, I was drinking when I signed it. That's another trick. Videotape, I had a friend, very rich guy, he got divorced and he had a prenup, a prenup, basically says that all the money he had before they were married she couldn't claim because this guy made 100 million bucks or something before he married there's nothing wrong with the wife making money when they were married and they did it together i'm all for that but he made his money before he ever even met her so he had her sign a prenup sure enough he got divorced she said oh well when i signed the prenup I, i i didn't know what i was signing you tricked me into signing it i was drinking or what I don't know what she said something like that he pulled out a video he videoed her walking in the room with the lawyers sitting around multiple witnesses laughing going do you understand what you're signing oh yeah totally this is great I'm so in love with you we'll never get divorced I totally understand the prenup she signed it shit you know what a judge will do then get the fuck out of here so he used by by. Having it videotaped saved him probably, I'm gonna guess anywhere from 20 to $50 million. So be very conscientious when it comes to money. Get a lawyer, always. Don't don't have people sign. When I first got started, I did some handshake deals. Where you're like, I trust you. You sign the thing, then a year later, you're like, okay, you know, here's the deal. And they're like, that's not what the deal was. And I'm like, yes, it was, but how do I prove it? And uh, I've never, luckily, I've never ended up in court, but I end up having to take the short end of the stick to protect myself. And you got to give more money than, you know, my friend would have had to give 30 to $50 million. Now when people come in contracts, I'm like, sign. Notary is another good thing. A notary is a legal witness. That's bonded and, and basically government regulated. And if a, a notary writes on it, then they can't say they didn't they didn't know what they were signing because a notary comes in, makes sure, checks their ID, makes sure they're not drinking, all that kind of stuff. So this, I feel bad for this fire festival guy in one way or another. He, he, he's facing up for 20 years. That's crazy. Because in reality, anybody who invests in a festival should know you're probably gonna lose your money. But America is very pro protection of investor, not entrepreneur. It's all about protecting the, the the investor, which I think is totally not fair. If you, anyway, I won't get into that. But I do think it's fair to protect everybody equally. That's what I do. Everybody equally. Don't no favor one. If you if you invest money, the people trust me. This is the rule. You ever put money out of your pocket to somebody, don't count on it coming back. You got a friend that says, oh, can I borrow a thousand bucks? I'll pay you back in a week. No, he ain't paying you back. Just give it to him as a gift or give him the amount of money you can, bet you can survive without because the odds of a friend giving you money back is so low. I gave a guy once $40,000. He's like, I'm gonna rebuild my house, I'm gonna renovate it, and then I'm gonna refinance, and out of the profit, I'll give you your 40 grand back. That was in 2006, so far I've gone back exactly zero dollars. And I'm not even mad at the guy, 2008 hit, it was a recession, but I actually, I wasn't shocked. I knew that in 2006, my mentors told me this trick, long time ago. Money that goes out probably ain't coming back. So only give money to people that you are sure. Same with Kate with her roommate situation, supposed to pay the rent. Four roommates, supposed to pay the rent, all of a sudden two leave and go back to Europe. Well, guess what?
1: Then Kate double.
0: survives Kate signed the lease. Don't sign leases as a personal guarantee unless you're absolutely sure you can pay the whole thing. Because when you personally guarantee a lease, I don't care if you get 18 people, your grandma and your mom, they'll come after each person one-on-one for the whole lease. That's what it means. It's like joint and several, what is it? Joint and several liability. Yeah, joint and several liability. That means all of you are equally on the hook. If everybody dies and you sign, you gotta pay the whole thing. I knew a dude that signed a loan for somebody. Somebody's like, can you help me back, back me up on this $2 million loan with the bank? He signed it because he thought that it wasn't just on him. Well, the guy disappeared from the country and the bank comes to him and goes, Where's our two million bucks? He goes, well, you got to get half from me and half from the guy. They go, no, 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 no. Read mm-hmm. the contract. You are joint and severally liable. Again, stuff they should have taught us in school. Does anybody know this from school? No. So no. motherfuckers come out of school, high school, college. They sign a contract with three other ding-dongs in college. The three run out of money. And then, the one, and then you get an eviction on your credit, which lasts five to seven years. Your credit is in the... You know, in the drink. Don't personally guarantee stuff unless you pay the whole thing by yourself. And assume they're gonna leave. Always assume. Now, the best thing advice is what I told Kate. Go and rent a room for somebody else who's has the whole lease. Do a subcontract, man. That way, if you gotta leave, sure they can come after you. But not the apartment building, because those apartment buildings are owned by big smart investors and lawyers. You don't pay them, they're gonna follow you for years. So just sublease. When you don't have a lot of money, do a subcontract underneath the person. Make sure it's illegal, but subcontract if you can. If all these people come to LA. LA, Hollywood has the most people moving in and out of any city, Hollywood and New York. People come in to fulfill their dream, hundreds of thousands of them, and then guess what? They get that American Idol man, and then they're they're out. And then they're on these leases for one or two years. It's insane how many people mess up their lease situation. Look for a lease under other people, I repeat. Unless you have enough money to pay the whole thing. So for the monthly apartment, lease is $2,000 and you have 17 people gonna live with you. So you only have to pay 130 bucks or something like that. Then just assume 17, uh, 17 of them are gonna be a-holes and leave one day and make sure you can pay the full 2000 If not, don't sign your name. Tell your friends to sign it. They probably haven't watched this video, so they'll be like, uh, just say, what you care to do is say, look, you put your name on the lease, subcontract and i'll pay a little extra always better to pay a 100 bucks extra to have their name on contracts don't sign shit when i used to me and my uh business partner john wall we had a little real estate estate company in raleigh north carolina we were going around putting offers on real estate and john said look i've been doing he's older than me said i've been doing real estate forever people are so naive so stupid they don't read contracts and i was like really he said, "I promise you, we could change a. Con- you can legally in America write up a contract that says, you know, I offer to buy your house for you for two hundred and fifty thousand. But if I find ten thousand dollars worth of bad leaks and roof, I only have to pay you a dollar." And he's like, "I promise you, if I write that out, motherfuckers will be signing it, uh, and we'll be buying houses for a dollar." Now, you don't want to do that because it's not ethical and somebody might come and shoot you in the face if they realize you're going to take their house for a dollar. We never did it. But the moral of the story is people will sign. big. They'll sign away their house. You could write up a contract. You know, it's like this hat. They'll leave with it. Oh, Okay. If my house has a roof, I have to only put, I'll take $50 for this house. Okay, where do I sign? They'll get a notary. Don't do that. But the moral of the story is, don't be the person signing the contract that you have no idea what you're doing. Today has been rant day, (laughs) But see, you learn a lot in this. I should should sell this curriculum to the US public school system (laughs) because zero Kids know this coming out of school. Yeah. Does anybody here know this coming out when you came out of school? Hell no. They nope. never even heard no, this. I, fell for it. <laughs> I did business management in university. He, he went to university. Wow. I love professors. Some of the smartest people in the world, I know professors. But there's a lot of shit I don't want to learn from a professor. You want to learn how to box from a fat professor who's a professor of boxing because he has a textbook? Now, what you do is you stand like this. No, you want to learn from a dude with a messed up nose, cauliflower ear, who's got a few heavyweight titles. Same with finance, same with everything. One day the school system's gonna change, one day. I'm already changing it because you can just watch this and for free, you know that the post school system isn't free, it costs between $100,000 and $200,000 per child for education from six years old to 18 depending on what state you live on, in. Even more, I'm giving this stuff out free. People are like, why do you charge for your paid programs? Because I give out a lot of shit free. Why don't you go protest the school system? I'm waiting for that protest. Uh, I You spent 200 grand on me. I don't know shit, just give me the money. I wouldn't go to school. You can just let, that's what you should do, is you should try to experiment <laughs> two batches of kids. You take kids, let's take them from underprivileged backgrounds. You take two, six years old, This six-year-old, you put them in... I saw this documentary on the Chicago school system. You put them in the Chicago school system, which is a disaster in in the underprivileged areas. Then you take the other six kids, six-year-olds, let's say 20 kids, and you start them training with entrepreneurs. Because Warren Buffett started at seven. A guy named Simpla, he was a, he's a billionaire, one of the biggest landowners in America. He started at his first business, I think, at nine. At nine years old, he had like 40 year olds working for him. Can you imagine? Man. He said, it was hard to get them to listen to me. But I was paying them, so they listened. This Simplot guy had so much money from being self-educated that he used to fly around to buy land. He would fly in his airplane. He'd fly over a farm and then say, I want that farm. So he, his plane would land out there in the pasture. He'd send his—he'd stay in the plane, his assistants would go and make an offer on the, on the house and the farm. So he one day he saw this beautiful farm, huge farm, thousands of acres, million plus piece of property. He lands, he says, I want this one. Lands his plane, his guys go walk to the house, hour later they come back, they're like, sir, you already own this. He would flee on so much land this dude was flying around and he owned, he didn't even know what he owned. That is because he started young. So you take your two groups of kids, young, they can still do a little reading, writing, arithmetic, but you get them actually doing stuff. Get them trading stocks when they're 10. You can learn how to trade stocks. You give a kid 100 bucks, 100 bucks, and you say, You can lose all this or you can make it. Money makes people smart. People don't like to lose their money. John Dewar, my business partner, before he was 12, had a casino running in his attic of his house. He was like 10 or 11. He said he was making $2,000 a month at 11 from neighborhood kids. Then his older brother got jealous and set it on fire. and That was the end of his business. Because can you imagine making two grand a month at 11? There's adults not making two grand. But the point being, you're smart with money when you get the reward. So you take these two groups of people, I bet everything I have that those, that group of underprivileged kids that actually learn by doing it from somebody who had time will smoke these. You could even take underprivileged kids versus kids with a stable family. The underprivileged kids will smoke them because most humans are kinesthetic learners. They learn through doing. They learn to make money by trying to make money. Every kid should have a lemonade stand, a little business but we got the system. Schools are basically babysitting establishments so the parents can go to the job that they hate and make not enough money so that everybody's life sucks. That's basically the modern school system. It's babysitting. That's why it's so long. Why do you have kids wake up and have to be on a bus at six in the morning? Most kids aren't getting enough sleep. That's why you get fat. There's a part of your body that when you don't get enough sleep, stores fat. And so you got all these kids You know, falling asleep in class, I used to have to get on the bus at 5 in the morning. It took so long to get there. I went to school in the inner city. There are 4 trillion stops and all that. It's because parents go to work at 7 or 8 in the morning. You should have kids go to school like 9 or something, 9 to like 1. That's what the Amish do. Amish only go to class till their eighth uh, school till their eighth grade, and they're still smarter with more common sense than ninety nine percent of educated PhDs that I mean that don't know shit, really. Another thing that should taught us in school: how to actually be worth there. damn. Not, or at least let kids run around. I think school system now should be like fifty percent PE. The Greeks, if you study history going back in time, they had their kids learning martial arts, wrestling, bodybuilding. No wonder everybody's fat. You take a whole bunch of kids, you gotta put them on ADD medicine because kids wanna move around and not sit there. (laughs) So you give them, Coca-Cola is in the school system, putting, you know one Coca-Cola or Sprite has like 40 to 60 grams of sugar in a little teeny kid's body, it's a crime. These kids weigh 70 pounds and you put 40 to 60 grams of sugar into them, then you force them to sit down, learn boring standardized test stuff memorization and then and you have some schools don't even have pe school should be like this is what school should be in my opinion if you're gonna do the classroom thing musical instruments languages because when you're young is the time when you can learn languages very quickly it should be lots of skills don't you wish you started boxing when you're six, Brazilian jiu-jitsu when you're six. You know, The Rock started working out with his dad at age five. The Rock says he loves the sound of a gym. You know why? Positive connotations. He remembers the clinking of weights was when he was with his dad in a fun environment. So The Rock says he has no problem waking up every day at four in the morning, lifting weights until six in the morning, two hours, because He learned the habits as a young person versus school system now. You traumatize people that they never wanna read a book again. You traumatize people that, remember PE class in school? It's like walk around the track. This is a way, this is, some genius came up with walk around the track. Now I know some people have health issues. So the people who have health issues, don't push them so hard. But half the reason they have health issues is Jesus, because you got to move around. There was no fat children, none, none. My grandma, I asked her, 1918 in Germany. She never even saw a fat person until she came to America. And that was way later. There was no fat kids. I mean, literally, unless they had a, very rare you had a genetic problem but if you stuff sugar inside kids and don't let them move around hasn't everybody ever heard of calories that's what they fucking teach in the textbook but the teachers forgot it is it is a racket it's about money it's about bullshit it's about protecting entrenched dumb stuff it's time to get with the times I hope that the modern system will be I hope entrepreneurs will change it and they are already this is on. that's what I do I'm an educational entrepreneur. People are like, ah, Ty, you shouldn't show pictures with Lamborghinis and Ferraris. No, exactly backwards. You shouldn't show pictures with pretty girls. Uh, Exactly backwards. You are, you're not only wrong, but you're on the exact wrong side. Why do you think people listen to me about how to make money and how to sign contracts and how to do stock market and all that stuff and how to do real estate and how to, because they want to be motivated. What motivates a 14-year-old boy? Their old ass parents saying you should read? Hell no. When they, you know what? People are like, rap music is ruining America. No, first of all, it's not ruining America. Second of all, all you gotta do is take, rap has the basic right idea. People wanna live like a rapper. They wanna have a cool lifestyle. And so what I do is actually show my real life. It's not even a show, but my friend Andrew, from, from Staten Island he says, Ty, you're basically a rapper who doesn't rap. And that's why I show it. And all these butthurt people that are like, oh, you're showing off, well, fuck you. No, I'm actually changing lives. What are you doing? That's my question to you. What are you doing? While you line on comments, you a comment king. Why don't you go out there and why don't you mentor a few kids yourself? Join the big brother, big sister program. Take some, I had a big brother. My mom was a single mom. When I was six years old, a guy named David Nyurgis, who I owe a lot to, was like a big brother, you know, the big brother program for me and helped me. See, he didn't whine and complain. And he used to do cool stuff with me. He'd take me to video games. He had a cool car. He had like a Chevy Nova that was fast. I've always liked cars. And so that motive. And then he would tell me stories, teach me how to think. And he did it in a fun environment. He used to take me to the, in San Diego, the UTC, ice skating rink and I'd sit there on the ice skating rink and I would uh and he would give me a cup on a pole which is like a little hot dog it was a corn dog and he'd sit there and he'd tell me stories and that's how now remember I said I've always been good at public speaking I think I could credit a lot of that to Dave Nairjiz he would tell me stories and I learned um naturally just absorbing what a good story is how to tell it how to change your vocal intonations how to pace yourself tempo all those important things And so all those people whining, if you think you could set a better example than me, great. Go ahead and fucking do it. Send me your Instagram when you're doing it. (laughs) That's what I want to see. So far, not one of those bitchy people has ever sent me their Instagram where they're actually making an impact. Now, maybe they are, and I'm not the only person making an impact, but I reach 200 million people a year. And sure, if people follow my example, it's going to be a horrible world. They're going to be attracted to healthy looking people because beauty is mostly about health. So you will be attracted to health if they follow my, people are like, you're setting the wrong example. What's the wrong example? I read, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm ambitious, and I'm not, I'm not perfect, there's lots of flaws with me, but what's the bad example? I swear once in a while. Words, it's words, it's semantics. Swearing doesn't matter. If I'm in China swear, no one understands it because that's what semantics are. I show people how to read. People still bitch about books. I'm like, you not only are stupid, but you're actually the anti-solution. You're going to criticize somebody for showing books? What? <laughs> so, I always say, whenever, sometimes I'm blown away, I just go tired. Sometimes you can't fix stupid. There's stupid motherfuckers out there. You go look at some YouTube comments. I'm like, dude. The future of our planet, if it was in your hands, I'm fucking getting on Elon Musk's spaceship going to Mars because you will decimate this planet. You will make it so status quo. You know, a lot of people get butt hurt when you show money. You know, I was on the Adam Carolla show. Great thing Adam Carolla said. He said, Ty, when I was young, somebody drove by in a nice car, a nice Cadillac. A father would look at his son and said, son, if you work hard, one day you'll be able to be like that man. You work hard, you ambitious, you'll be able to reward yourself. Nowadays, my fucking Twitter people, oh look, somebody's showing off. We need a little more showing off of the right things. People don't criticize sports athletes when they got mansions but you're gonna criticize an entrepreneur. Not everybody can be an athlete, but everybody can be an entrepreneur. It doesn't take, you don't have to be six foot six. You don't have to have special athletic skills. Everybody can be. So no, you are wrong. And all of you who talk like that, you are part of the problem. And it's funny that people think they're, they're self-righteous motherfuckers are actually on the devil's side of the equation. So, now, nah, check yourself. You're just envious. You just get butthurt. All the people are butt hurt. I like cars. Get over it. Get over Whatever, if you like something, and I give money to charity. I don't brag. I give a lot away publicly, but I give away more privately, and I don't talk about it. Sometimes I get publicly recognized Sometimes I, just, I, do, I do matching programs That I gotta say that are from me But give more money than I do then I did a million dollar match last year Everybody, who, I raised 2.2 million for HEPA project Okay, I'm not bragging But you, if you're more self-righteous than me Then fucking you give more than a million dollars Send me the link I'll give, I'll match what you match You can put a million, I'll put a million You know, I already did it So it's your turn now and some people say well I don't have that kind of money well maybe you need to watch my videos learn how to do it because when people argue with me you're not even arguing with me most of my ideas are from my mentor they're lessons handed from generation to generation. But see, I didn't have a father that could hand me those lessons because my father was in prison multiple times. So I didn't have that at all. My dad couldn't tell me shit. I didn't really meet my dad till I was a teenager. My whole life, I probably never spent more than two hours in a conversation with my dad. So no one was there. And there's a lot of people like that that come from crazy families. And so you gotta have a surrogate conversation with people. So if you can be that person, if you are qualified and you can do it so much better than me and you won't have girls in bathing suits because you're butt hurt about bathing suits, even though I'm not, sometimes when guys comment, why you got girls in bathing suits? I'm like, why don't you? (laughs) That's my answer. If you are a heterosexual male, first of all, I own a bikini line company. So it's actually a business. And so it's branding, but why not? It's not like I'm exploiting women. I'm not saying they're, my companies are run by women. The two highest paid people in my companies are two women. I don't exploit women. A bathing suit is not exploitation. It's not pornography. It's not sex. It's a bathing suit that you wear to go into a pool. That's why they wear it. If you and your girl, you wanna wear 1930s little big sun motherfucking dresses and float around like that and not show any skin, because you are butthurt about skin, then you do it. I'm gonna see your Instagram. I'm sure it'll motivate a lot of people (laughs) to success. (laughs) You too can have, you know, nasty outfits on women. Just get over it. People get mad when I hit basketball shots. I grew up playing basketball on the projects. I talk shit. If you don't talk shit, our basketball court, you can get beat up. You can get your ass beat. You gotta be able to, and so, uh, the other day I posted me hitting seven three pointers in a row because the guy on my live stream said "Oh Ty, You can't hit seven. I'll give you a hundred bucks. So I hit seven NBA threes in a row live for 150,000 people And the guy won't pay me my money. So I posted on Instagram Where the fuck this guy is if you know him tell me him and I'll give it all to charity I don't need the hundred bucks, but people are butthurt. Oh, who is this guy? Showing off He can hit NBA three. I'm like this kid is from the suburbs of fucking Beverly Hills. He is a Beverly Hills kid who's just butt hurt that someone else can shoot basketball. Who cares? I know I'm not as good as an NBA guy, but I'm probably better than you. (laughs) So? We live in a world that wants to tear down success. The way it should be is opposite. People who are at the top should raise up people below. So you have a responsibility when you're at the top to help other people get up, but they shouldn't pull you down. That's, we have a mentality like that sometimes. You know, some, polit- you'll see that in politics, some people are like down with rich people. No, not down with rich people. What do you mean? Rich people are inventing shit that you use. I, in fact, I love what Adam Carolla said. He goes, the person, there should be a reward. You find the cure for AIDS, a hundred billion dollars gets wired to you the next day. That you, If you did that, if the government put that shit out, Kids, 14 years old, you know a 14 year old just invented, I forget what it was, he just found the cure to some crazy thing at home in his little home lab. Offer a reward, don't tear him down. He goes, I want the richest people in the world to be the people who solve the biggest problems. Let Elon Musk be a billionaire. He figured out an electric car company that's gonna save gas, fuel, make us less energy dependent or fossil fuel dependent. Let the man be a billionaire. Let doctors make 500 fucking thousand dollars a year. Because I don't want a budget doctor, you know, when I, the other day, I, the other day I pulled, the other year I broke my ankle and a guy, and the, the bone stuck out and the guy knew how to do it. And I'm like, give me the man who makes $500,000 a year. Don't give me the $30,000 know, uh, doctor who's on call because he has a part-time job at Home Depot to pay the bills. I'm like, give me the
1: full-time
0: <laughs> fucking leg repair man. Everybody's backwards. Everybody's butt hurt about the wrong thing. As I said in my last name, people are weak-willed. We live in a weak society. Don't be weak. You can be meek, but not weak. Jesus Christ said the meek shall inherit the earth, not the weak. Meekness is completely different. Meekness means you know the limitations that you have. For Michael Jordan to say he sucks at basketball, that's not being meek, that's lying. For LeBron James to be, try to act, oh, I don't, I'm don't, i not good at basketball, no. LeBron James to say I'm the best basketball player in the world, he's telling the truth. Let the man speak, he's meek. But he should say things like, I'm fortunate, because he is fortunate to be born with that body and that skills. so you can be humble and cocky at the same time, and that's what meekness is know your limitations. I know that I'm not, when I get cocky in the basketball court, I don't get cocky. I'm not like LeVar Ball, though. I'm not like Michael Jordan could never take me. LeVar Ball takes a little far, even though he is very entertaining. But but you can be honest. And we need more people, like I said, that when they see a Cadillac or a nice car driving by, that they turn to their friend or their son or a kid or their daughter and say, you be successful, you could be that way. We're not Malthusian. Malthusian This was a guy, Malthus, in the 1800s, which basically said, if the world gets prosperous and more people, we're all gonna die and starve. The dude was wrong. Malthusian theory was proved wrong over 100 years ago, and people still have it. People still talk about, well, Ty, not everybody can have a Lamborghini. Why not? Why couldn't you have fine, you could create robots that have a fine craftsmanship. You could eventually come up with sustainable materials. You could come up with electric Lamborghinis. Sure, why can't have 200 years ago, most of the world lived in poverty. Everybody has a house, everybody has a TV. Why can't everybody have nice stuff? Don't come with your mouth doozy and bullshit. You don't know anything about economics, you don't know what you're talking about. And if you want to have a debate, I will embarrass you publicly. I will. I, I'm telling you on one thing that you don't want to do is debate me on these circuits. Even you so I had a guy who claimed to be the smartest man in the world on YouTube. He said, I'll challenge you to a debate. I'm like, then I looked at his channel, people are like, this guy's an idiot. So I didn't do it. But on these subjects that I know what I'm talking about, leave your long, complex comment. I'm telling you, this is where I will embarrass you on this subject because it's Malthusian. It was proven a long time ago. Malthus said, well, if everybody, if we feed everybody, if we make agricultural better, all it does is people have more kids and more kids survive, and then the world runs out of everything. The world doesn't run out. All the humans in the world can fit in the state of Texas. Did you know that? All the world. All the human population could fit and could stand in the, in the in the state of Texas with room, with room. There's plenty of room. The problem is we don't steward the resources that we have correctly. Agriculture is bullshit. You got factory farms that are destroying things. You got to spread out farms. You got to understand soil fertility. You got to stop erosion. That's the biggest problem. I know this is my first business from learning from Joel Salatin, that's a big thing. You gotta stop plowing up land and, cut and planting corn everywhere. This is one of Al Gore's genius ideas. To save the world, we'll do ethanol cars. No, you know what they did? They chopped down the rainforest, planted corn, and now they realize it was a mistake, but now you chop down the rainforest and you can then grow back very easily. So all these environmentalists haven't even studied agriculture. What you should do is leave the land alone, leave the rainforest alone, don't have corn running cars, too much corn, corn syrup, Coca-Cola, more land was plowed up for corn in the last 10 years, that's not in the news because reporters don't know what they're talking about. So the first problem, you have to improve soil fertility. China's an absolute disaster. And so if you get agriculture under control, you can have a lot of people. you got to take care of the ocean because there's a tremendous amount of food potential from the ocean if you do it sustainably. But we don't do it sustainably, so the coral reefs are dying off and stuff like that. But it's a solvable problem if we have smart people. And the real problem is the world doesn't have enough smart people. So you have a lot of dipshits on Twitter just retweeting shit that they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, ethanol is the solution. That's what Al Gore said. This dude... He, I believe his heart was in the right place. I don't question his motives. But the dude plowed up, amongst, his ideas plowed up the rainforest, And then they just left the land. Brazil is a nightmare because of that. They're planting soybeans everywhere. Why? Because they're feeding soybeans to cows for beef and dairy. You don't have to. If you sustainably manage pastures through intensive rotational grazing, you can have cows Um, that actually rebuild the soil. People say, oh, methane. No, it'll carbon sequestration, if you know what I'm talking about, which is basically reverses global warming, carbon sequestration, the storing of carbon in the soil, comes from pasture land, the most fertile lands and places in the world, all under grass with cows or buffalo. You had the American Midwest, which is glaciated soils, Nebraska, Iowa. You had the you had the steppes of the Ukraine, the Ukrainian fields in Russia, Ukraine. You had Argentina, the pampas. This is all under grass, so you don't have to plant everything in trees. People also don't know trees are not necessarily the number one builder of soil fertility. All the most fertile, fertile soils in the world are under grass. Canada, Saskatchewan, all these places. Now some places are fertile from trees, Germany. Norway, Sweden, but. Anyway, my going back to what I'm trying to say here is, don't listen to the masses. Do the research for yourself. Learn and understand. The masses are almost always wrong. On certain things they're right, like rotten tomatoes, you pick movies by the masses, you know they all vote. And sometimes that crowdsourced knowledge is correct. But because the media is full of dipshits who don't know what the hell they're talking about, reporters, you think they know what they're talking about when it comes to environmentalism? No, they don't know because they're not environmentalists. They're reporters who half the time report on this and that and then occasionally become world geniuses on what to do with ethanol. Please, give me a break, people. Learn. The things that I know is a a lifetime of reading, learning from mentors, doing things, accumulating knowledge. And you should do the same. There should be millions and hundreds of millions and even billions of people doing what I'm doing. But people have a hard time even reading a book. Can't fix stupid very easily, can you? So don't drag down the smart people. Don't drag down the Elon Musk. Don't drag down these people that are Innovate. Who gives a shit if Elon Musk has $14 billion? Give the man $28 billion. It's funny, people have no problem giving professional athletes hundreds of millions of dollars, none. And I love sports and I, I'm not criticizing sports, but I'm also not gonna get it twisted up in my brain. What's more important, sports or great thinkers of our time? And sports people make way more money than the great thinkers. So let the great thinkers make a lot of money, a lot of money. And then you know what? People are so dumb. Do you know what Peter Thiel does with his $14 billion? He reinvests it into the economy. People are so stupid. They think that rich people take the money and hoard it. Oh, I put it under my mattress. $14 billion wouldn't even put in this room. No, they reinvest it in the economy, in jobs. I'm not talking about trickle-down economics. I'm not talking about that voodoo economics. I'm talking about common sense. Every penny, Elon Musk has very little money in cash and whatever's in cash is in a bank account. And you know what the banks do with the cash that he keeps in there? They loan it out to people to buy homes. Your mortgage comes from rich guys like that keeping their money in cash. People are so dumb. I can't, if I see one more report, Talking about rich people hoarding money, there's not a rich person in the world that stores their money in a mattress, it all matriculates into the economy every almost every penny of it. Now, sure, they buy some mansions, so that's tied up capital in the mansion. But do you know how many jobs to build the mansion? Do you know how much taxes people pay, in Beverly Hills, for a mansion? And I'm not justifying it, I'm just saying it's not the root of the problem. The root of the problem in the world is not the rich getting richer, it's Ignorance is the root of almost all problems. Ignorance, envy, jealousy, stupidity. Every problem could be solved, not by tearing down that, but by fixing that. And so all the people who whine and complain, show me your book reading list and I'll tell you if you're part of the problem or if you're the solution to the problem. Show me right now, comment right now. What's the last 20 books you read in the last year? Most people got Humpty Dumpty fucking cat <laughs> a hat they read books to their kids. Well, you, you're you part of the problem, you go on the problem side. Where's the solution side? Are you on the solution side? Show me, talk is cheap, what's the solution side? And you don't have to do what, not everybody's gonna meet Elon Musk, he's a genius, but you could do what you do in your little environment. And and the great philosophers said, let everyone clean their sweep their own front porch and the whole world will be clean. See people like to talk about global problems. Then you go outside of their house and their next door neighbor is going broke, can't pay their mortgage. Walk over to your neighbor and pay their mortgage then. If you don't like how the rich hoard money, then you be motherfucking Robin Hood. Don't spend so much money and you give money. If everybody helped their neighbor out, guess what? Seven billion people, that's all. But what people would rather do is do self-righteous, indignation, commenting. Your comments don't help anybody unless they're intelligent comments. Go do something. Then, it, like I said, all the people that don't like my methodology, if you think you're smarter than me, and I hope you are, because I hope there's a lot of people smarter than me, talk is cheap. Show me your systems. Show me your system to help the world. Whether it be flawed, I'm sure my system's flawed, but is yours better? People in glass houses love to throw motherfuckers stones all over the place, boy. You got people in shattered houses. <laughs> they got bricks. Whoa, this, that, this guy's money. Ah! What do you do with your money? you're probably watching this on an electronic piece of electronic device that was put together by kids going blind in malaysia where's the outrage about your laptop you protest your own house your iphone's probably exploiting kids but people don't care if it benefits them but lo and behold if something benefits you they go up in self-righteous indignation give me a break as jesus christ said when he was confronted by the Pharisees that wanted to throw stones and kill a woman who was caught in adultery. And they turned to him and they said, teacher, what should we do? Because they wanted to catch him in his words. Because if he said, don't stone her, it would be going against the law that he said he he followed. And if he said stoner, then he would come out as, you know, a mean guy. So Jesus just very wisely said, whoever here is without sin, you throw the first stone. Boy, he got them right there because nobody could throw. Everybody's like, well, I probably have those religious guys were sleeping with little boys or some shit like that, just like happens now. So they're like, uh, I don't want to throw a stone. I don't want to throw. And everybody just left. So leave people alone that are trying their best and you do it. And then I'll watch your YouTube channel and be like, holy shit, you're so much smarter than me. You do it with no bikinis. You do it with no cars. You do it with no books. You just stand there and float in the air and everybody wants to follow you. I'll be I'll be glad to do it. It'll be a lot less work for me. I don't get paid for this video. So, yes, rant day. Once in a while I got a blast, you fools, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, some, I should do a public debate for. I've embarrassed many people that have tried to debate me. Maybe one of you can get me, but I doubt it. Not on this subject, not on this subject. You get me on something else. Like I didn't know the Civil War started April 12th, 1861. Some of you were smoking your that But on the general principles, it's too sound of a theory. It is too sound of a theory. It's, it's hard. It's hard to break good theories.
1: If you want the chance to enter into one of my free giveaways, here's all you have to do. Number one, subscribe to my podcast and then secondly leave an honest review of my podcast what do you think of it all right i pick random reviewers to win either an iphone 7 a gopro black a macbook air ipad kindle and then i've been doing these uh once a month free car giveaways giving away a mustang or camaro to one random social media follower podcast followers are entered into that too so You'll get your free chance to enter. Just leave an honest review and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. All right. I hope you win one of the giveaways. Talk to you soon. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or wherever it is you like to listen so that you don't miss out on any new episodes as they come out.